0: Welcome back to Trip to the Doctors. I'm your host, Angela.
1: And I'm your host, Ray.
0: And, uh, you know, today we're going to be talking about part two for the Bob Nierum, Niram's
1: Nerum? Rules of Life. Niram's, yeah.
0: Whatever his name is, whoever he is. We have that guy. no
1: idea who this guy is. That guy. Yeah. The one. Bob. Good old Bob. Who
0: somehow, rule, Rules of Life made it our way.
1: Yes, it did. <laughs>
0: But first, as a reminder, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As scientists and graduate students, we understand that life gets hard sometimes and that we may need a little help. I know that I do. That's why we've partnered with BetterHelp, an online platform that makes professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient, so anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime and anywhere. BetterHelp offers access to licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited psychologists marriage and family therapists, clinical social workers, and board-licensed professional counselors. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash triple T-D. That's BetterHelp.com T-T-T-D. Stop waiting and get the help that you need today.
1: All right. All right. Now let's get into the rules.
0: Number eight of rules of life. Look for the good in people. Try to imagine the world as it seems to the other person. I love this one. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I love you this you one
0: because I am constantly doing this.
1: Yeah. You're the empath. For, yeah. For real.
0: I just, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, there was a point in time in my life where I didn't care what people thought of me, but I definitely do now. I mean, as I was growing up, I definitely did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think I adapted systems for um, being able to tell what people think of me and so yeah yeah
1: why do you why do you think you're you put so much value in uh, what people think of you
0: um I think because I was just so highly criticized as a kid by someone that I you know when I look back on it I looked up to and I was highly criticized for everything that I did Mm -hmm. and it put me in a really low point in my life and so I think I hit a turning point I think it was maybe like it was It was definitely high school. I hit a turning point where it's like, I have to fit in or I'm not going to make it, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like after that, I became highly critical of, like, how was someone perceiving me? How am I coming off? Um. How is How am I making this person feel? Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. What about you?
1: I wouldn't say I'm, like, to that level. I... I think I consider people's feelings when I I think, when it matters. Um for like small minute things. Like you get on me for parking weird. And I'm like, if I'm parking in a spot and I park weird and I'm like just at a gas station for like five minutes, it's not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, because if someone else parked weird, I'd be talking hella shit. Yeah. And I would think that that person is not a great person because that's a little selfish, I think. But.
1: Well, you know, I'll be out in five minutes, so you can put up with it for five minutes.
0: But that person's not going to know. If there's a spot next to them that's available, they're not going to know. Let me wait five minutes for this person to come and move their car so I can fit here.
1: (laughs) See, but like small, minute things like that, like I don't really care about. I don't care. Because it's going to pass. It, our lives are going to continue. We'll go our separate ways. But if it's, like, a, a neighbor thing, you know, if there there's an elderly person that, like, needs some help, of course, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just don't pay attention to the small bullshit.
0: Okay. Then what, what do you pay attention to with regards to this rule, right? Try to imagine the world as it seems to the other person.
1: So... I, I'm a big proponent uh, of saying good morning to people. I think it's rude when when you're like, you work together every day and you go in and people are just like stone cold face. So I I always try to say good morning, especially to the people that I know will say it back.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think greeting in general.
1: Yeah. Like work things too. Like if it's going to make our work logistically easier. I would consider that like uh, if my lab mate needs media to be heated up, and like you know they're they're like on the way or they're on the move, and they're like I need to do cell work, and they're like okay yeah I'll I'll heat up your media or I'll I'll like work around your schedule a little bit to you know just make things go a little smoother, trying to be a good coworker, um, things like that I would say.
0: Do you think that you look for the good in people?
1: Yes. No doubt. I assume I assume the best of people.
0: Do I? I, <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I do or not honestly that's feel, why I'm asking.
1: From my experience with you I feel like you are accepting of the best of people, but you prepare for the worst.
0: I yeah, that's true. I definitely do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whereas I, I think I'm, like, a little bit more, I, I'll, if you show me that side, then I'm, like, cutting off.
0: I think, for, I don't know. I, I just think preparing for the worst helps me emotionally prepare for if, for a disappointment if that thing does happen. Like, if that person is shitty to me or, you know, what I mean.
1: I, I see. I, can, I understand that viewpoint. But I think that puts you in a state of mind. I think that, that puts you in a state of mind of expecting negative things right and then what you think is like what you're going to attract and if you're thinking negative thoughts then you're going to attract negative actions
0: i don't know because if i didn't anticipate the bad things i would be so devastated when the bad things happened because i'd be like wow i didn't see it coming this sucks you know
1: i think for me i deal with the bad things as they come
0: yeah yeah you do.
1: Yeah. I saw, I, I was reading a book, uh, or not reading, but I was listening to an audio book. Yeah. And um, yeah. it was uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls by Ernest Hemingway. And and um, one of the chapters, the soldiers, yeah. it was like a, a book about the Spanish Civil War. One of the soldiers was like, do you suffer? And the main protagonist is like, no, I don't. And he's like, yeah, I'm not one who suffers either. And I'm like, shit, that's, that's like, suffering is like innate, you know? You, you choose to suffer and, you know, the bad things happen to you and you can choose to suffer and dwell on that or you can deal with it. And they were of the camp that deals with it. And that made a lot of sense to me. Hmm. I feel like you were of the camp that suffers.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Does that make sense, though?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess I am a sufferer. I think though that's because I'm so comfortable with being in negative emotions, mm. in anger, in sadness. What is the other one?
1: Um, I think jealousy is in there, but I don't think you're a jealous person.
0: No, that's not something that I'm like. I feel comforted by. I definitely feel comforted by sadness.
1: Wow! Really? Yeah. Damn, that's a Drake bar right there.
0: That's a what? That's a
1: Drake line right there. <laughs>
0: that's a Drake line?
1: Yeah. For his Drake sad hit us ass songs.
0: We are trademarking that line. <laughs> if you use it, I'm suing.
1: Because I'm comforted by Sadness Shorty. Some shit like that.
0: <laughs> okay, someone's turning into a rapper. No. Maybe stick to science. As you
1: can clearly see, I'm not the rapper.
0: Definitely comforted by sadness. Yeah. But I think that's because that is the emotion I felt the most throughout my lifetime. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's familiar. I know what sadness feels like. And I think I've had this conversation with you before too, that like when I first started like going to therapy, I had realized that I've never really experienced joy. Mm -hmm. Like not happiness. I think happiness is different than joy. Joy is like... Above happiness, I think, and I ha- and at that at that point in my life, I don't I had I don't feel like I have had experienced joy.
1: Mm. Yeah. How's that going? It's better. Have you felt joy since then?
0: I don't know. I don't know if I know what that feels like. What does joy feel like?
1: I don't know. That's. It's a feeling of euphoria, I guess. Hmm. Have you ever felt euphoric?
0: I mean, I'm definitely happier. Um, I have. But (laughs) I cannot speak to the reason why on this particular podcast.
1: Moving on. Next question. (laughs) We'll go on
0: to the next rule of life. (laughs) Okay. Never, never... Worry about something over which you have no control. Oh, God. Here we go again. Yeah.
1: (laughs) This is... uh... I'm
0: so bad at this.
1: Yeah, you've broken the rule already.
0: Okay, so, but why is this important? You tell me. Because you're good at this. Yeah. You're really good at this to a point that it's kind of fucking annoying.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you can't... The only thing that you can control is yourself and your own actions. Yeah. And you have a very small reach unless you're, like... Jeff Bezos, and you have a bunch of money, you, can, you have a lot of influence. Well, me, I have no influence at the moment. And what am I gonna do? It happened, so let's find a solution. I guess it was because being raised by uh, my mother, we, we had a lot of hardships and things that we had to get past. Mm-hmm. So it was always like, for her, it was always like, we have to find the solution. And there's always a solution that for life in life. This was her exact words. In life, there's a solution to every problem except death. And so all you have to do is just work hard enough to find it and apply it. And that's, I guess that's my ethos. Like I, that's what I live by for sure. That's why, that's why the phrase, it is what it is, resonates so hard with me. Cause it is what it is. It ain't gonna be anything else.
0: I don't know. (laughs) what i'll say about this one is i want to not worry about things i have no control and there are some things of course that i'm like i have no control control of that Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna let it be like for example um what was it when you got into your car, your car accident, no, 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 no. When your stuff got jacked on that trip that you went on. Mm-hmm. So he went, he went on this trip where they were like touring the CDC, right, in Atlanta. Yeah. And it was him and a bunch of people in this program that he's in. And basically their van got broken into while they were at dinner and all of their stuff got stolen, including like his laptop and stuff.
1: Yeah, very stressful.
0: Yeah. See, that type of situ- situation, I'm like, I would be like, whatever, I can't. Like, I can't do anything about it. I'll buy new stuff and move on. And you were, like, really stressed about it. You are like, I have to get a new laptop. I have to get a new backpack.
1: Because it's, it's To get money. new AirPods. It's money. I was stressed about that because it was for, about money.
0: I know, but money comes and goes. Like, that's, that's one of those things that it's like you have no control over, really.
1: No, we have... I, so I heard about this new thing, or I don't, it's not necessarily new, but it was new to me. It was like money trauma as a kid, and we definitely had money trauma growing up. So that, that's why I guess my reaction was like that.
0: Yeah, you got very, like, quiet and honestly, like, easy, easily irritable. Like, I was trying to console you and support you, and you were just like... <laughs> 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 And I was like, like, babe, it's just, you know, it's just stuff. You'll find a way to get it replaced. You'll find a way to get all your data back. I'm sure it's on all the machines, blah, blah, whatever. And you were just like so negative about it. That was like one of the few times I've seen you unwavering, ne- unwaveringly negative.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen often, but it happens. Not the first time I've seen you like that.
0: Seen me like that? Yeah. Yeah, so in high stress situations, I'm fine, but like day to day things, I worry about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know why. Maybe maybe it is. It le- leads back to the being criticized about everything every single day.
1: <laughs> maybe.
0: But, I don't know. But regardless, try to <laughs> never worry over things you don't have no control over especially in research right
1: yeah for sure
0: biology is gonna be biology yeah physics is gonna be physics some weird shit's gonna happen and you're not gonna know why and it's not gonna be your fault
1: yeah i so i i was listening to this podcast with a um astronomer and her group has to or, or before the pandemic They would have to go to Chile and, like, on the top of a mountain and, Mm -hmm. like, do their observing at at that telescope. And, like, if the weather is shitty, like, you're not going to see anything. And now you just booked this three-day trip to Chile and the weather's been ass the whole time. And you got no data. So it's just, like, freak things like that that you just, like, can't control.
0: Yeah, that is devastating. Did they, did they they? ended up going, right?
1: Um, I think in that particular story, she said that the weather cleared up for, like, a few hours and her grad student was able to okay. get some data. Uh, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, in situations like that, you just have to make the most of what it is.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, shit like that happens all the time. Can't control.
0: Also, I want to mention for this particular rule... This can also be, I think this could also be related to imposter syndrome, right? Imposter syndrome is us worrying about how we're being perceived or like, I need to stop saying like, or or how other people are perceiving us. And that's something you can't control. You can't control how people are perceiving you. You can control how you're reacting to those interactions and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, to better yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe, do you want to, I think that's, that's a good ending right there.
1: That is a good ending. you have ending anything to that.
0: add? No. All right, next one. Whatever happens, place the least dramatic interpretation on the event, the incident, and or whatever is said. Hmm. This goes with the previous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I, I think that's a good rule for yeah. sure. I think you want to...
0: Think before you act.
1: Yeah, think before you act. And also, you can... If you don't put the least dramatic story as, like, what you experienced, then you can create these assumptions that are just that, just assumptions, and then you carry that with you going forward when, in all actuality, you didn't have all the answers and know all the facts. And you can create or harbor resentment inside of you, which is going to come out at a later point. Also read that, or somewhere, uh, it was probably an Instagram post while I was doom scrolling. There aren't many things that you can, like, just contribute that to incompetence or ignorance. Wait, what? Like, somebody's actions that you perceive to be malice. Yeah. Most of the times you can just uh, chalk that up to being being because of incompetence or ignorance.
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: So I think like seeing the seeing the best of people Mm -hmm. and just giving people a break too, is the main takeaways for this role, I would say.
0: I don't I don't really know what to add. I know that I know that personally for me, I've acquired this over time. And the best example I can give is like in relationships and my first long-term relationship, I'll be honest, you guys, I was super toxic.
1: Yeah.
0: In all fairness, he was also toxic, Yeah. (laughs) but, or, you know, like, so basically I would react immediately based off of emotion
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and over, over time, as you know, those, Relationships came to an end. I realized, yo, I'm crazy. (laughs) That's crazy, bro. You can't be acting like that. People will take that as that's you for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because the odds of you talking to that person again are very low.
0: Yes. And so over time, I've learned that, like, you know, just process first what is happening. Before you react, mm-hmm. so how wait? So how can this be applied to graduate school? Graduate to students in general. Like, how can we apply this rule of life?
1: I think just you're going about your regular day, like research is done by people. Yeah, and, you know, there's grad students, undergrads, postdocs, RAs, your PI. You know, and a lot of a lot of the time, and a lot in a lot of situations. Those people are kind of dicks, but a lot of the times those people are just going about their own life and they're trying to make their way through as well. They are also trying their best with all the daily bullshit that they have going on. So if you, like I said, if you just give somebody a break and you assume that they weren't coming from a bad place, I think it just makes everybody a little happier in the end.
0: I'm going to give an example in do the workplace. Yes. Of uh, Why you should do this. Okay. So hypothetical scenario.
1: Hypothetical.
0: Hypothetically. If let's say someone ha- like in your first year, someone has offered to help you become a better student because maybe you need extra help or something. If they're helping you and they begin and Maybe you're not progressing as they would hope. And they give you some really hard criticism. If you take that really hard and go cr- cry to your advisor or cry to the people you work with, it's going to look bad on you. Yeah. Because that person is trying to help you, help you grow. And you are rejecting, whether whether they said it to you mean or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of a different conversation of being able to take criticism well.
0: Well, this is part of that, reacting, right?
1: Yeah, I think... I don't know. I think that has to do more with your own insecurities, though. And if you're not a very secure person, then, you know, you aren't going to be able to handle that situation from the start.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe this is toxic mentality of me, but in my opinion... You should have just gone to the bathroom and cried and then kept it pushing.
1: In my opinion, you should have thanked them for the criticism.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Go to the bathroom, cry a little bit because of your insecurity, because of how you're feeling of that rejection of that criticism, and then come back out and be like, I'm going to take this and grow from it. So thank you.
1: Mm -hmm. No, I think it's a valuable example.
0: Yeah. So maybe this this rule definitely applies to criticism.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, next one. Next one. Never have expectations, only hopes. And welcome each and every new day for each dawn is a new beginning. Each day presents new opportunities, and it has been said, a day spent without real enthusiasm is an opportunity lost.
1: Mmm. Mmm. The enthusiasm can be very elusive sometimes, though.
0: So this is what I do, right? When I'm expecting the worst, never have expectations, only hopes.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: guess I use the word expectations, but I hope that things will go well. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting them to. I hope that they do, but I am considering that they won't. You know,
1: that's a good, that's a good rule. I think, I don't know about the enthusiasm part because the enth- enthusiasm is that is that how you say it enthusiasm enthusiasm that sounded weird for a second <laughs> <laughs> um, the enthusiasm isn't always there you know and yeah this goes back to a motivation conversation we had uh, last or one of the other episodes but <clears throat> what was the question what was the role again oh don't have a host <laughs> Um,
0: you maybe putting that extra short short, short?
1: the extra short <laughs> maybe
0: putting extra shot in your margarita <gasps> wasn't a good idea.
1: Yeah, I I agree that you should have hope and not expectations because expectations are your own construction of what the world should be, and the world doesn't operate on how your perception of it should be. You know, people have their own day-to-day they have their own actions they do their own things and so this goes back to the thing that you can't control
0: well said honestly that's going on social media yeah yeah yes
1: (laughs) gotta gotta do the pit my ride shoulder flick
0: okay calm down (laughs) it's not that serious
1: hello instagram (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay I want to touch on something for this particular rule, though. Touch it. Toxic positivity.
1: Toxic positivity.
0: That's what that sounds like, right? I don't think. A day without enthusiasm is an opportunity lost?
1: I don't think such a thing exists. No. I don't think toxic positivity exists.
0: Agree to disagree. It definitely exists. Why? Because sometimes when things when shit hits the fan, it's okay to be sad.
1: Okay, That it's might be okay. your that might be your way of dealing with things. but if that's not that person's way of dealing with things, why are you pushing your method onto other other people? I'm not
0: pushing my method onto other people. but I'm saying like if someone wants to feel sad for a while and someone's like, it's okay, just stay positive things will work out. That's like, fuck you.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were talking more about like somebody else's going through a tough time and they're like, ah, kinda sucks, but you know, stay positive.
0: That's also toxic positivity. How? I mean, I'm not gonna tell them to like, hey, be sad. That's their own thing. But I think that people should feel their feelings because when they don't, that's when
1: not everybody feels feelings. The that's same those way. are the
0: people <laughs> those are the people that need therapy.
1: Not those, are the, feels those are the people feelings.
0: that are the reason why I'm in therapy. <laughs> Not
1: everybody feels feelings like you do though.
0: I understand that.
1: Yeah. And so that person's way of coping with something is different. But... And so why is it toxic to be positive?
0: Because in some instances, it's unrealistic.
1: Unrealistic to you. That's your perspective. Human
0: beings are very alike.
1: Okay. Okay. Human beings are very like elect- are you sure about that? That's I- why it's called a spectrum. People are on a spectrum.
0: I no, I'm saying in the in the way that like we all have emotions. Sure. Right, unless you have some sort of neuro whatever happening in your brain, but Sure.
1: Yeah. So but that level of emotion, that level of feeling for that person might not be the same for the the, another, the next person.
0: So you don't think toxic positivity is a thing?
1: No. No. I, I. So the first thing that you said, the first example of if you're trying to console a friend and you're like, oh, it didn't happen. Like, like just get that's over it. That's toxic positivity. That, that's just being a bad friend.
0: No, it's not. That's, just that's being is a toxic positive. positivity. Because some people are like, you have to be positive no matter what. And that's just not realistic.
1: I think the, the line for me would be when you're trying to push your methodology and your like mental state onto other people, that's where I draw the line. But if you're just dealing with yourself and you're going about the shit how you feel is the best way, then I don't think there's any such thing as toxic positivity or toxic whatever when it comes to dealing with your own shit.
0: I guess. Okay, I see your point. I see your point.
1: That's your way of dealing with it, so...
0: But you believe that toxic positivity exists, though, because if I'm pushing my positivity on someone else, that's toxic positivity.
1: I think that person's intention was not to be toxic and was to be a support. I think that that person didn't know the best way to be there for you, and therefore I think that was just going back to the expecting the... Or... Um, Putting the best interpretation on something,
0: but that's you seeing the best in people. Yeah, that's that's the part of you seeing the best in people. Sure, that may be true, but not in all cases.
1: Okay, give me a case.
0: For example, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Fuck. Um, every you have a friend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Every time you vent to them about something negative. It's always positive. It's always positive. It's always positive. So that's I. I get where th- I get where that seems like support, but sometimes support is just listening.
1: Yeah, that's true. I think, but I'm I'm saying that person didn't know how to be the best friend in that situation, and so you can chalk that up to their being incompetent at that point, hmm. and it's not really. A toxic thing.
0: I don't know. We could go on about this one forever, I think. I guess so. Let us know what your guys' thoughts are. Do you agree with me or do you agree with Ray? Let us know. Yeah. Maybe next episode or in one of the following episodes we'll read your responses. Yeah. Um, you can submit your response you can submit that to trip to the doctors podcast and go to the ask a question tab and just Tell us if you agree or disagree about this episode. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Love yourself. Make peace with who you are and where you are at this moment in time. Be willing to let go of the life that you had planned so as to have the life that awaits you.
1: Yes. Snaps. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good one.
0: Slam slam poetry session. session. For real,
1: yeah. (laughs) Love
0: yourself. Make peace with who you are and where you are at this moment.
1: (laughs) 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 It's so true, though. It is. The only person you can be is you. It's
0: so hard. In a world full of criticism and and societal expectations, it's so hard.
1: Listen, the way I see it is at the end of the day, you're going to be the only person there for you, right? If all your loved ones pass away tragically, very sad, but if you are the only one, then you are the only one that you can depend on yourself, right? And it all starts with you loving who you are to do the things that you want to do in your life. That's the start. That's ground zero right there. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, you can reach the stars
0: yeah look I wholeheartedly agree with this one for sure it's just very difficult for I mean for 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 a lot of people maybe not for some yeah. narcissists but <laughs> but it's very difficult so I'm gonna ask you a follow-up question for this one mm-hmm. how do you love yourself? after constant criticism from society or societal expectations that are put upon you?
1: After constant criticism? Um, I I think the first step would be to think back to when you were being constantly criticized. And, like, at what point were you at in your life, right? Were you in a very troubled space? Were you going through... A lot of tough times were you being lied to? Because some of those criticisms may be off of false pre- uh, pretenses. Or- a lot
0: of those are often jealousy, especially yeah. on social media.
1: Envy is a driving feeling for a lot of people in a lot of societies. Mm-hmm. And so so think think back to when you were getting those criticisms, right? For you, it was when you were a child. When you were a child, you're going through the world trying to make find yourself in this world and find your place. Mm -hmm. And I think it all comes down to forgiveness. If you can forgive yourself for those missteps that led to the criticism, then I think that leads you to the part of loving yourself. I think it's, it's sitting down, having a cry for yourself at that point, and then forgiving what your actions were. And this is not just like, applicable to when you're a kid you know some people have they have shit going on some people or have alcohol dependency drug dependencies and it's not their all their own fault uh some of the times and sitting down and forgiving yourself for that will just help you in the future it's not going to hurt you
0: i still don't think that answers my question how so you're still not telling me how i can learn to love myself you know
1: I said you have to it starts from forgiveness.
0: Does it though?
1: It starts it starts at introspection. You have to look into yourself, ask yourself very difficult questions, and then leads that leads you to the problem. You have to forgive yourself for making the mistakes that led to the problem. And once you forgive yourself,
0: because I'm not following.
1: Let's say let's say somebody was when they were leaving high school, they just graduated high school and they decided I'm 18. I really want to party. I just want to party with my friends. And they don't give a fuck about college or they don't even go to college. And all they're doing day and night is just partying, maybe doing some drugs, maybe doing hard drugs. But if you're able to pull yourself out of that space at some point and you're still having problems loving yourself because of everything that you did, then I think it's a good idea to be introspective. What led you to make those decisions? Peer pressure, whatever it may be. Okay. And then forgiving yourself for doing that to yourself. And once you forgive yourself, truly forgive yourself, not really just half-ass, not kid yourself, don't lie to yourself, actually believe it, once you're at that point, I think it's a much easier step to say, I love me, because you can't say I love me when you still all have all this unchecked emotions of things that happened in your past or whatever it may be.
0: Okay. In that instance, I understand what you're saying, but let me say this. Let me be devil, devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. What if it's not yourself you need to forgive? Use me for example. All of the hatred for myself about all of my hatred of myself comes from other people, and I grew and I you know because I was told I was a certain way every single day because I was criticized about something every single day, whether it be how how much I'm eating, what I'm wearing, how I'm reacting, and um social inter social interactions, mm-hmm. what I'm wearing, I don't know if I said that already mm-hmm. those all that criticism came from other people because it was so constant though my brain trained itself to believe every single one of those even unconsciously
1: mm-hmm.
0: So I don't need to forgive myself.
1: I still how think do
0: I how do I love myself?
1: I, th- I still think it starts with forgiveness. well this but in this scenario, It's not with yourself. It's with other people. And you have to forgive those people for what they did to you.
0: That's not happening.
1: If you don't don't forgive, then you're going to resent. And if you're going to resent, that leads to hate. Right? Yeah. Okay. So knowing that, what is the benefit of harboring resentment? Is there any positive to it? Are you getting anything from that? Are you getting satisfaction? Do they know that you hate them? Probably. How do they feel about that? No idea. They probably don't give a fuck. Yeah. Is the honest truth. Yeah. So what's the point? Where where are you getting at? You're just going to stay in the same place. You're going to go your whole life and you're going to die resenting that person. What's the point when you don't even interact with them anymore? I mean,
0: it's not like I resent other people. It's just one person.
1: That's all it takes.
0: So you think that is what is preventing me from loving myself?
1: I don't wanna put definitive things, but I think it has something to do with it.
0: That's a tough that's a toughie to forgive.
1: It is not easy. It is not easy. I never said it was gonna be easy.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: do you see where I'm coming from though?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I get it. I just I don't accept at this moment. <laughs> Okay. But regardless, circling back, love yourself is definitely what you should be
1: doing. <laughs> hmm I agree.
0: Do you want to move on to the next one? Listen to your heart. If you cannot hear what it is saying in this noisy world, make time for yourself. Enjoy your own company. Let your mind wander among the stars.
1: That's a good one.
0: I mean, they're all good.
1: I think... Um... I think this goes down to, like, the listening to your heart part. Mm -hmm. I think it goes down to establishing a set of moral values that you want to live by and, like, actually having that explicit conversation with yourself. I value this. I value that. And having that be, like, your guiding principles kind of, like, sets these, like, rails for you to, or this lane for you to walk down, you know?
0: Yeah, this is one that I think in, in today's modern world is really difficult for people to do because you got to unplug mm. to spend time with yourself, right? Because if you, if you, right, he's saying, listen to your heart. If you can't hear what it's saying, spend time with yourself. But.
1: Right. that But that's why I said, if you have that conversation with yourself and you say that these are my values, these are my morals, then you kind of have a starting place and you don't have to, you can kind of work your way through the noisy bullshit. because You can say, oh, that's easy. I'm not going to do that because that goes against my values.
0: So for this one, step one, define what your values are and your morals are for life. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
1: That's a really great exercise for you to do.
0: This is actually an exercise that I did um, while I was in the hospital that they gave us to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, what are your values for life? How do you want to live your life? Blah blah blah. And so, give give some examples, right? Of what are what are some values?
1: Um, I value self sufficiency a lot, um, because that that was just my upbringing. We were very self sufficient. We gotta we gotta do it ourselves. We gotta make sure it happen. That's one. Wait, uh,
0: is that one healthy though?
1: I don't care if it's healthy. It's my value.
0: Okay. You need therapy for sure.
1: <laughs> I don't care. I value, I highly value self-sufficiency. I
0: So no matter what, you're going to do it yourself?
1: No, not no matter what.
0: Okay. Okay. If it's, okay
1: gotcha. well, of course, if I'm collaborating with somebody, like, I'm not going to just take over their part. It's collaboration. Okay. But I'm saying like making your own money, making yourself as a person. You know some people have hand-me-downs and you know that's their that's their life experience that their that's their upbringing i that wasn't my experience so it's not something i value you know and i think pulling it out of the mud for yourself is something that i highly value being not necessarily kind i'd say being a good person which is a very vague term but i think you can feel when you're a bad person and I try to avoid that.
0: I disagree. You might feel when you're a bad person, and I might feel when I'm a bad person. But if we um, take a look at the world, many people
1: don't. Yeah, for various reasons. Everybody has their own reasons, too.
0: But they're following their heart.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, God. This is why I don't watch the news.
1: <laughs> but uh, also hard work. I value hard work for sure.
0: Yeah, me too. Definitely. If
1: I see somebody put in the work, you know they may not be the best. There was a there was a student I went to undergrad with, mm-hmm. and he wasn't the brightest, but he was in there. He was in the study room from eight a.m. to mm-hmm. nine p.m. every freaking day because he knew he needed to do that shit, and like he still didn't get the best grades, but goddamn he passed. <laughs> You know, that is, I value that highly. I would much rather hire that person than somebody who had like a 4.0 easy. 100%. Because yeah.
0: you
1: can't, you can't teach hard work. You can't also, I value a good attitude. You can't teach people good attitude.
0: True. You can't teach people strength.
1: Mm-hmm. So just to wrap this one up, I think setting the values for yourself is a very important exercise. and. Enjoying your own company, something he also said. I I, yeah. I, am a big proponent of enjoying your own company. Being okay with being alone, I think, is a signal of strength as well for yourself. Definitely. Yeah.
0: I, I think I can do that to a certain extent. Yeah. But, you know, no one wants to be alone forever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, and we're not as humans we're not made to be alone forever. Yeah. So that's not what i mean. I'm i'm saying like
0: be okay with going to a restaurant by yourself because no one else is available basically. <laughs> I never
1: I never understood why that was like taboo.
0: People are they feel like really uncomfortable when they do that.
1: That's crazy. I've been to restaurants so many times by myself and i have an amazing time every every single time.
0: Honestly, i haven't done it much. I-
1: I've done it so many times. So I I moved away for um for undergrad went uh, in my freshman year and I it was just me. I didn't know anybody else in this other city and um I would I would have dinner by myself all the time. And it was never a problem. I think it was just cuz it was, it was always just me and my mom alone and my mom worked a ton. So I would I would always have dinner by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I was alone a lot when I was a kid
0: your brother your older brother is just so much is so much older than you that's yeah he's why. so much
1: older and he got married at a really young age so he moved out really mm-hmm. early so it's just me and my mother for a long time and uh, yeah that's okay. hmm I came out okay. Only partially fucked up.
0: Okay. <laughs> well go with that. <laughs> Next one do not let your preoccupation with reality stifle your imagination if someday why not now even though the impossible may take a while a while
1: a while <laughs> cool quick um i think i think this one is really important for research yeah. in general and like formulating um solutions to problems i think um uh, when i was like in my first you know years of research I would have trouble, like, conceptualizing ideas because I would be so preoccupied with, like, what actually works, what is real, what can I actually do, instead of, like, what if it was like this? And, like, it may be some outlandish idea, but you may be able to make that shit work. You just never know. You gotta try it out. Mm-hmm. I th- I definitely think this one is applicable to research.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're all applicable to research. No, yeah, for sure. I had a, I think I had a really hard time with this when I first started graduate school because, I, you know, you went to an undergrad that also was a teaching institution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I went to an undergrad that was an, a teaching institution. And so research was very cookie-cutter, right? Yeah. You could do with what you could with what the money you had. You weren't doing fancy knockouts. You weren't doing any mouse. You know, you weren't doing fancy things, mm-hmm. and so my imagination at that point when I started graduate school was very limited, right? Mm-hmm. And then I get to graduate school, and I remember when they gave us a lecture.
1: Wait, wait, wait! You get to the number one children's hospital in the nation.
0: Haters will say it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, shout out Cincinnati Children's Hospital, number one in the United States of children's hospitals. We the best. Also, we're in Ohio. But, you know, <laughs> you take, gotta, take it or leave it.
1: <laughs> you got to take it day by day.
0: Yeah. Um. So when I had our lecture on basically methods, they gave us lectures on both molecular methods and cellular methods that you can use. I was like blown away with the possibilities. Right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I was like, wow, you can manipulate genes like this. Wow. You can, you know, study things in this way. And in that way I was just blown away because I was blown away because I was stuck on reality. Right. I was like, this is what I could do. And basically that's it. You know, science, that's the science that I knew, Mm -hmm. but not only can you do what's already been done, you can come up with ideas of stuff that's not been done. And that's really important in research. That's how you be, that's how you create some of the best work.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: CAR T cells. Yeah. Crazy idea when mm-hmm. he probably proposed it to people. They're like there's no way you're going to be able to do that. Here we are.
1: That's true. It's the one of the fundamental sciences of personalized medicine.
0: If you have an idea and it seems outlandish, it's not. If you can make it a reality, then do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you have the expertise, I'd say trust yourself. Yeah. But um you want to wrap this up the last question. So what are,
0: what are we what are we concluding for this one then? Strive. Even if people are like even if people are are telling you That seems crazy. If you truly have a great idea, go for it.
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: All right. Last one. Life's journey is not to arrive at the grave safely in a well-preserved body. I like this one. Mm -hmm. But rather to skid in sideways, worn out, shouting, Holy cow, what a ride.
1: Yeah. This is another Hemingway one. Or this is a Hemingway quote. It's a really good one.
0: This is going to be tough for people with anxiety.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They're like, if I skid, my knees are going to hurt.
0: Yeah. If you're afraid to do things, see therapy. (laughs) Better help.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Slash TTTD. Yeah. No, I mean, this this one is perfect. Like how to live a completely fulfilled life. You know, nobody's gonna remember the person who was like sitting in the corner trying not to get involved. They're gonna remember the person at that party that was like, holy shit, that guy just got up and started dancing in front of everybody. That was so cool. He like they they livened up the place.
0: Yeah. Not even just to be remembered. It's just to like utilize your life to experience joy. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm I, i I'm contradicting myself. But like skydiving, parasailing, mm-hmm. traveling by yourself, doing crazy things do it just for the experience.
1: Yeah. It makes for the best stories.
0: Because you're going to get to, what, 80 years old and then you're going to be like, what did I do with my life?
1: Yeah. Like- I
0: just sat around and saved money just so I could have a family. And now... They're all gone and abandoned me? Yeah. That's usually how it turns out. You're going to wish.
1: Your grandkids are going to be bored as fuck listening to your story about going to the uh, supermarket. But the person who did some crazy shit, those caring kids are actually going to listen to that story.
0: Yeah. What a way to close it out. So we urge you, because of this rule, go out. Do some crazy things. Maybe not too crazy. Don't end up in jail.
1: Don't do hard drugs. Don't ruin your career. <laughs> uh, we are not, we are not promoting crime here on this pro- podcast.
0: Oh, and I also did want to mention, forgot to mention this in the beginning. Uh, we should probably explain that the views on this podcast are our views and do not reflect the views of our employers or past employers.
1: This is true.
0: FYI, this is our hobby.
1: Yes. <laughs> We thank you so much for listening to us today, and we hope to see you next week.
0: If you like our podcast, please, please, please leave a review. We would love it.
1: Five stars.
0: Be our bestie. And don't forget that if you have questions, we didn't do Trip to the Doctors segment this time because we don't have any questions relating to this episode. But if you have questions, please send them to us. Go to our website at trip triptothedoctorspodcast.com. That's doctors spelled D-R-S. Submit some questions. You can submit a story on there as well. Maybe you messed up in lab. Maybe you're going through a toxic situation and you just want to vent. Everything is anonymous. We'd love to share it so that other people know that they're not alone in these, in this world, in the PhD programs, whatever it may be. Also follow us on TikTok, Instagram. And subscribe on YouTube at trip to the doctors Again, that's doctors spelled DRS. Thanks so much. Bye.
1: Bye.